Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Wellspring Words, the podcast. This is your host, as always, and Kem. And I am back with another guest today, someone who I'm very excited to have on the podcast because this person has been in my life uh, in a way that makes me feel very happy and shining and bright. And I'll get into a little bit about how we know each other and why this person makes me feel this way. But first, I want to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. So welcome. Thanks for having me here, Kem. Uh, my name is Tewa. Uh, I go by Tewa. Hervé is my first name, but mostly I prefer Tewa because, <laughs> again, it gives me more meaning. So, yeah. But wait, what's I'm the Tewa. meaning? What's the meaning? If you're saying it gives you more meaning, what's the meaning? Uh, Tewa, um, someone who realizes themselves early. Like, uh. you catch yourself before you hit, like, bef- you, like being conscious, basically. Mm, mm. Yeah, self-realization, I'll put it that way, yeah. Mm, so we're going to my first name, which is Hervé, it's very French, and I have no idea what that means. So always... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always prefer Chiwa. I'm originally from Cameroon. I'm an event director. I love life. I love to travel. I love to dance. I love to have, meet good people. I just love to enjoy life and that's all I can say about who I am. Yeah. Yeah, I do events every now and then. Um, the recent one I did was in November here in Cameroon at the capital. I did Afro-Latin Fest. Awesome. I'm working on another project. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here. And let me just touch on a few things here for, for the listeners. So when you say you enjoy life, of course, you are, you are a life enjoyer. But there is a distinction I find between those who enjoy life and, you know, don't really speak about it, but just enjoy it. And then those of us who enjoy and then bring others into the fold of what enjoyment looks like for them and speak to how you can attain more enjoyment. That's what you do because you also have a YouTube channel. I don't know if you've posted recently, but you definitely have some musings on there about what it means to live a, a meaningful life and how confidence plays into it, how, yeah, insecurities can can kill certain things and where those come from and all this stuff, which is why I wanted to have a deeper conversation with you because when I when I watch those videos, I often have myself with thoughts, like I wish I could engage more about this. But um, also touching on your event directing and dancing and things, the way that Chewa and I met was in Abu Dhabi And if you're a listener all the way from season one, then you would know that when I started this podcast, I was in Abu Dhabi. I was teaching there, living there, doing life there. And uh, I think we met probably, was it, would it be fall 2019 or, or Mm. winter 2020 in in the new year? 2019. 2019. Yeah. At the end, because the the Afro Latin Fest that you organized was in February, 2020. Yes, March. It was, yeah, it was just yes. before, it was just before the, the pandemic really took everyone out of their socks and yes. shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but Absolutely. yeah, he was my dance instructor slash uh, dance, uh, what do you call it? Like partner and became mm-hmm. friend. And he was organizing Afro Latin Fest in Abu Dhabi and was inviting people to come and volunteer to dance and be part of this troupe. And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, and we had so much fun. We just, we just had fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dancing together, vibing. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I didn't know that the, that, you know, some, sometimes you, you have certain relationships with people, but then it changes along 
the time or sometimes it just ends, you know, like I thought that maybe it would be okay, you would, you would just be a dance instructor. We'd have this experience together and maybe touch base every once in a while. But then I realized, oh, there's a, a deeper side that I can really connect with. So that's why you're here and we're having a cool conversation. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, in life, some people, like I say, life is like a bus station. Some people come in. Uh, it's like, life is like a bus. Mm-hmm. Stops at every bus station. Some people will come and ride with you on a certain level. You pick up some, some will drop off continues and some will ride with you to the end some is gonna come go out and that's it yeah so, yeah i'm glad that even after the Appalachian phase you know so many of those people i'm not in contact with them anymore and here we are now doing this i know yeah this is amazing yeah and it feels like a, it, it could be a jump off point for other things which i, I love to keep those meaningful connections i want to mm-hmm. return briefly back to your the meaning of your name chewa and how you said it means like, or, or it alludes to a sense of consciousness at an early age mm-hmm. or having, having a sense, yeah, like having an early sense of consciousness. Did, mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's true for you. How did that play out for you as you were growing up? Just like, when did you realize that you had a, a, a deeper understanding of things or a more broad understanding of things around you than maybe your age mates or people around you in your community? Well, it was... Um... My upbringing was a very rough one. So actually, sometimes the thing is pain and trauma actually causes you to dive deep. And sometimes it's either it's going to make you or it will break you. Yeah. And my consciousness came from a place of pressure. Pressure, childhood pressure from rejection, from abandonment, from, from a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, it got me to that early age where I didn't have the opportunity to be a child. I had to take responsibility immediately. And when I talk of my childhood, I, I don't mind being because they make, it made me who I am. I was raised by an alcoholic mom with a father who was never, I didn't even know who he was, mm. an absentee mother. So I was raised by my grandmother, actually. Mm. And grandmother getting older i had younger siblings that i needed to to be like that role model for them mm-hmm. so at that early age as 10 i already knew that i had to be responsible i already knew that there were certain things that i didn't have the luxury to do because i understood the consequences so because of that i was forced to mature consciously more than most of my parents who were there with their parents, yeah. doing everything, spoon feeding, showing up for them, coming to their rescue. I already knew that I had nobody coming for my rescue. I need to watch my back. I need to fight for myself and my siblings. So it started that early. So it got me to start questioning the meaning of life. Why am I here? Why was I born in these circumstances? What is all this about? Mm. And yeah. Like, what is this? Is this a movie? Is this a thing? <laughs> is this even real? Like, yeah. so at that early age, I started saying, there's got to be more to this, and there got to be more to this story than just going, growing up, go to school, have a nine to five job, get married, and then retire and die. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God. Age, I started, <laughs> exactly. I started having a lot of curiosity about life which my pain forced me to visit those areas. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it makes me wonder what, 
because you there are typically two tracks that someone can go down when they're experiencing pain and that causes them to have this like big revelation about what is it what being shaken basically mm-hmm. you can go down the path of curiosity which you have taken or you can go down the path of like misery and despair which a lot of people also take they're typically I see I mean there's I don't really see and understand a neutrality in that unless it's just it's just numbness right so but do you remember a sense that made you feel like you could be curious about it rather than seeing your circumstance as like just your fate I'm just going to be doomed to this this situation for the rest of my life even being so young yeah actually you go through both phases to be honest and some people, it depends on your willpower or I would say the grace of the universe or something that some people get to overcome. Mm-hmm. Some people go through that uh, hellhole where it's war is me, I'm a victim. I'm a, I mean, you can't really blame them for that because they never really emotionally mature to even understand it. And they get into drugs. I got into that place of, uh, of feeling not worthy, mm. lacking confidence, trying to prove myself. But at a certain point, because of the responsibility I knew I had and the abundance of love that I got from my grandmother, I knew that I had to do something for these people. It was that place where I had to take myself out of the situation. And then you know what? If anything, let me do it for these people first. Mm. Which, and again, going down the line, it didn't really work out well. I went into all this depression because now I didn't really know who I was was all like trying to prove a point they told me i couldn't do it they told me i could not make it oh now i'm gonna do it to show them that i can make it like yes i don't let my circumstances define me that it's it's a good thing but at the end of the day you get burnt out because it's not coming from a place of security it's coming from a place of trying to prove yourself like egocentric Mm. as opposed to be like you know what i need to find out who i am and then really grow the fullness of my potential without letting my circumstances define me or looking those circumstances as a blessing to making me who I am right now. Mm. So, so I had to get out of the position of trying to prove myself to the world, trying to prove that my circumstances does not define me, to finding who I am and from that place start growing to become the best version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it really makes me think of like how certain aspects of us have this light side and the shadow side and Mm -hmm. the ego comes into play with this and just a bit of context the past couple of seasons i've been opening up the podcast with uh a discussion a brief discussion about moving from a place of living with fear in your heart and that being your filter to living with love in your heart and that being your filter to the world and Mm -hmm. how of course it changes it you change your perception which changes the way that you look at things and see things and perceive things and attract things and live so it's almost like you're living a different existence than other people are living even though you're here in the same physical reality and when we think of the ego especially in your in what you've experienced it's almost like the ego came into play in both sides on one side the ego is trying to yes defend itself and show that i am Mm -hmm. here i do mean something i'm going to show you i'm going to prove to you but that Mm -hmm. is from a sense of fear a sense of fear of Mm -hmm. being killed of being threatened of that insecurity of not being enough and just having the crack Mm -hmm. in that initial foundation and sense of self but then that's the there's the opposite side which you've transcended to and we thank god that it's like 
I have an identity and it's a true and firm and clear identity, but it's always not, it's not always that easy, as you've said. And I'm, and can you speak to any of the roller coaster of the ups and downs you've been through from that initial awakening or a sense of like, okay, I've got to take my life in a different direction because it, it doesn't go straight once you have that initial feeling. No, you still have like, you still, but it, it's something that you bounce back and forth. And like you said, it's not easy. It's a constant work that I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of meditation in the sense that growing in a, like, I, I still always go back to my childhood because I understand where the issue is comes mm. from. So for you, to, for me to understand, and then it helps me to deal with. I uh, coming from a place of abandonment, abandoned by young parents who were energetic, full of life, and were not there. Mm. It gives you that sense of rejection. You feel rejected. You feel like not wanted. And I still struggle with that on a daily basis. So I get to the point where you know what I need to speak my mantra. I need to 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 to. To go back, look on the mirror and redefine you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're amazing, you're strong, you're powerful, you are here for a reason and you've got so much to do. I still have to go because at some point, you know, there are days that you still fall back and those fears and insecurities start creeping in again. The feeling of not being worthy, not being good enough, it's a constant battle and it's a battle of the mind. But then again, I have to go back to that place of understanding why I had to go through what I went through. And I had to even go deeper to see my mother's own childhood, to even understand why, like understanding that she was a victim Mm. of her own circumstances, that she didn't handle it well or transcend. It just became a cycle that I became a victim of that. Victim of that particular circumstance is not victim, that life, oh, I'm a victim in life. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a victim mentality. Not exactly. Not having that victim mentality i saw that it was a pathological disorder that for me now i said you know what i have to break that yeah first of all how did do, do i have to break that by forgiving her not it not meaning that everything she did was okay but forgiving her yeah and understanding where she came from understanding my own position where i am now and yeah i try to embrace life oh, that's such a so big one a constant, yeah no yeah, say what you're gonna say life. So it's a constant battle. Yeah. It is a constant battle. And that is why you need to continue to put in the work. Like, if you read, and I, I try to read a lot. I try to listen to podcasts, and I'm glad you're doing one. I try <laughs> to listen to motivational videos, meditation, and stuff like that. So spirituality has also been that one thing that is my anchor. Mm-hmm. Because that is where I'm learning to find myself. And also understand that there are bigger realities to life than just what I see around me and mm. the present circumstances. Yeah, so it's been it's been a journey which I am grateful for every bit of it. Yeah, because I mean, it, it makes your life so rich. You know what I mean? It's rich. Yeah. It has texture. Yeah. It has meaning. And like at the end of it, even after at the end of every day, I'm like you in that sense. Like you just feel things in such a way that is feels so profound that you can yeah. have deep experiences and meaningful ones that don't always have to be negative, right? Some of them are just so profoundly beautiful and you get to share that yeah. with people around you who are, who are receptive to that. And I think it does come back to this thing about embracing life, as you said, but I want to pause on the word embrace. Because if we think for a moment about the physical embrace that we take when we are with somebody that we love, a child, an animal, a tree in my case, uh, yourself, you know what I mean? And you just, you hold it with a kind of tenderness, but also a grip. There's a grip there that says, 
I, I, this is intentional. Like I mean mm-hmm. to hold you. This is, this is purposeful what I'm doing, but there's a tenderness because my heart is soft when I'm coming to embrace you or embrace. So if we think about it in a conceptual way, when we're embracing life, I think it's worth considering how do I soften my heart so that I can be receptive and open to the things that are, that are here for me, even if they feel awful at the moment, but then also mm-hmm. be intentional about putting myself in the right places at the right time and feeding myself with the most nutritional food, environments, people, uh, um, what am what is the word I'm thinking of that would encompass like uh the podcast and the books and you know the those things because it's all watering the mm-hmm. inner garden. Yeah. And that's as it like as I like to say on this podcast, nothing here is revolutionary. They're core mm-hmm. basic truths because we need to return to simplicity, the simplicity of understanding like how to live a beautiful and joyful life. So I love that you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, about embracing life. Yeah. I'm- and also to be able to embrace life is being able to embrace yourself. Yeah, sometimes we forget that that you cannot fully embrace life until you embrace yourself. And what and what do I mean by embracing yourself? Is embracing and accepting who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because there's a difference between being in denial. We all have our shadow side, that yeah. the dark side that nobody wants to be. So that we're always in denial. And I always tell people that denying is not solving it. Denying does not take it away. Embracing and fully accepting that is who you are and working towards whatever you think in your perspective you need to change or to evolve from is the way towards um towards uh more fulfillment. Yeah. It's more fulfillment. So when you do that, then you are able to embrace life because life is not always gonna give you life is not a bed of roses where everything is glittering and stuff like that. But then once you learn to embrace yourself, every aspect of you, you can also embrace life. Whatever life gives you, you are open to embracing that. There will be times where you will grieve. There will be times where things are going to feel so uncomfortable that you have to embrace all of those because it's all part, part of the journey. Yeah, it's all part of the journey. So, yeah, it's all part of the journey and you cannot avoid it. Let's try to put it in perspective for some people because I I would like to, us as a society, as we are all expanding our consciousness, and there are a lot of platforms and tools and things who we all have these conversations about embracing life and opening up ourselves and softening our hearts. But what does it actually look like? Because I find that many people want to do this and I think that they're ready. And think that they have to be at a certain point before they can do it. But it's actually like in every moment of every day that you have the ability to choose life and to choose to embrace it and to choose to embrace yourself. But can you help us put it into perspective by sharing an experience that you've had maybe recently that you have had to come back to, like return to embracing yourself? Because it's not that once you do it, it's good and everything else falls into place. As we said, it's an ongoing journey. So is there something that has occurred recently that you've had to be like, oh man, here we go. Diving in, you know? Exactly. Recently, I've just, my emotions, I've been talking to my friends here, my emotion has been all over the place. And, you know, you find yourself, with the dawn of social media again, you find yourself comparing yourself with unconsciously, subconsciously, you are all addicted to this social media and what everybody is doing to the point where you start losing yourself a little bit because you start thinking your life based on that perspective. But then I had to recollect myself a few days ago with, uh, with my friend. I said, you know what? I'm going to cut off on social media for now. Mm. I am going to really focus. I am going to really take time, concentrate, be in the moment. Yeah. Being in the moment for me, is, 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 I think, is the secret. 
being in the moment, if you're doing that dishes, feel the plates, feel your hand going through it, like being in the moment. I, I don't know how I can put it. And it comes with a lot of practice, practice of concentration. Because again, with the dawn of social media, we are so distracted and we mm. become good at it. Because again, anything that you do con consistently, you become good at it. We've, been, we've, we've become very good at being distracted. Yeah. And concentration is what I would say is one of those things that I am learning again all over after being all over the place with my emotions and my energy. I am learning now that my energy is very vital, my time is very vital, and I need to distribute that to the people and to things that really bring meaning to my life. Mm. So recently, that is what I have really been doing, spending time, if I want to talk to my family, to my loved ones, read and uh, do some little things, make sure I fix my bed in the morning when I go wake up, I make sure I keep my environment clean because it's a reflection on me. Those little, little things. Because sometimes people think spirituality is just waking up in this one big morning, go into that big mountain. Yeah. And do Meditate all for 10 true. hours. Exactly. It's those little set of things that you procrastinate on. You start taking time to. Those little things. Being in the moment. Focus. Take your time. Understand that your energy is, is precious or your time. Time is finite. Whether we like it or not, in this dimension, it is. Mm -hmm. So understanding how to spend that wisely. Ask yourself, what are you spending your time on? And what are you doing with that time? And what are you sending your energy towards? You know. So that has been what I'm learning all over again. And for me to do that, I had to cut myself off social media for a while. Yeah. Like As we speak right now, I'm off totally and completely social media. I just need time to realign with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure if I answered this question properly. But... <laughs> no, no, I think you did. It was these questions are kind of open, open ended, and sort of broad. You know, yeah. the thing is, how do yeah. you come back to embracing yourself? And all of this came back to aligning, realigning with yourself. And I think it was yeah. helpful to mention just generalities of how it is to be a human being. Anything that you do with consistency, you become good at you become better at and it become it becomes more natural for you it becomes more automatic mm -hmm. and so just understanding that that is the way that things work whether and who it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter how you identify mm -hmm. it doesn't matter anything if you're a human and you operate in the quote-unquote normal human capacity and this is probably going to be the way that things so how do you use that to your advantage right like you could yeah. we could continue to be on social media and accepting every distraction that comes our way and consuming anything that just lights up in front of our face and takes our attention because by the way that's being done on purpose if people didn't already understand we are being distracted on purpose to take us away from our power and to take us away from mm -hmm. being able to attain this simple but very deep and meaningful fulfillment that is possible for anybody at any time which is through the present moment and just come back to it. Maybe we can use that, that method of consistency equaling the betterment of a, you know what I mean? The betterment of a skill mm -hmm. towards something that actually matters, you know? Brings meaning to life. You yeah. Know, to your breathing, life. <laughs> actually breathing yeah. into your exactly. full lungs, into your back, into mm -hmm. your body, feeling yourself and activating your, your sense your physical sensations again, which I love that analogy of doing the dishes and feeling the plate and, you know, feeling your water go through and what do the bubbles feel like? And just yeah. playing with like the poetry of these things in, in yeah. your life and just feeling, just feeling things again. Feeling it, being in the moment every time. 
yeah fully focused and giving your attention to whatever you're doing at that moment in time because the truth to the matter is all we ever got is now truly and it's all we ever got is this present moment it's all you got yeah and if you do not live it to the fullness if you don't if you don't live to the fullness of them then you miss out a lot on life you realize life is really passing you by and so many things passing you by and you're not really getting to on to enjoy to enjoy it yeah yeah. Truly, I was having, yeah. I mean, this, this brings up a couple thoughts for me because I was having a thought with myself earlier before coming back inside here to record this episode with you about, um, I would say a budding relationship that I'm having and already my mind is immediately jumping to the future. What would it look like with this and that and da, 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 da. And then I had to just be like, okay, Kem, go ahead. Allow yourself this one moment of just projecting out into the future but mm-hmm. kindly return back to the present moment because your future, the quality of your future is going to be determined, determined by how you live in this present moment. You don't know if this is actually a relationship, what this thing is. All you know is that when you're with this person, you feel good. And that is a beautiful yeah. celebration of life in itself. Just be in that mm-hmm. as much as you can just be in that, just be in that, just be in that. And then also thinking about another conversation I was having with a friend. I mean, she's at the Mm -hmm. moment writing a thesis and she just wants to be done with it and just wants to fast forward to the future and everything. And it got me thinking about how discipline is something that as well needs to be cultivated as joy and love and all those things that feel really good. Discipline is something that's really serious as a human being that needs to be cultivated in our own evolution as a spiritual being. But uh, discipline usually comes through the hard times, right? How do you find the capacity in these hard moments to be able to stick it through and understand that you don't have to be shaken, even though this situation is destabilizing or because it's hard, you're actually developing. So you're hardening in a way or you're you're becoming firmer Mm -hmm. in a way, not that you are being broken down, but it has to do with our perception, right? That's all about perception again all about perception it's all about how you see it it's all about like again i think the aspect of you pain we cannot avoid pain as humans but we can yeah. avoid suffering yeah pain is is inevitable but suffering is a choice so when you're going through those difficult moments in life instead for you to you can go through some very traumatic situation with without suffering you can feel pain you can feel grief you can feel all of these things but you don't have to suffer and linger and in it exactly so discipline is not always very easy it doesn't feel good to for the athlete who wakes up at 4 a.m in the morning 3 a.m in the morning and go through all those training and running it doesn't feel good to lifting all those weights and all of this stuff but they understand where they are going and they understand the bigger purpose and the bigger picture so yeah you learn to enjoy yeah. that party it becomes life becomes like a play <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah it, like, it becomes like a play but then if you're gonna do it then you'll be like oh i don't want to do it i just want to get done and then maybe you need to go back to ask me why are you doing it in the first place exactly exactly why are you doing it in the first place if you if you you're not enjoying it if you're not finding the beauty of of what you're doing then something is off something is and off is what happens yeah, and this is what most people will go through in life. We complain, we do things, we go here, we do this, 
and we go to job, we don't like the job. But now if you start thinking in this way, but wait a minute, this job, yeah, I may not like it or it doesn't feel good in the body, but think about the benefits of what that job can do. It does to you, to your family and to other people that you're able to And what you're learning. From that job, then it, becomes, it gives you a whole different perspective than just coming back, complaining about everything, about your coworker, about everything, about everything that it can possibly go wrong. So it's all about the mindset and perspective, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's never easy. It's never like, in the sense of discipline, it's never been easy. It's not. Oh, no, definitely but not. You have to learn it. You have to cultivate it. You have to practice it, just like everything else. Yeah. You need to continue. And when you fall back, sometimes you need to continue to put yourself in that situation where you come back in. So, yeah. Oh, I know a lot about discipline in this life because this is what this is. Uh, I'm going to bring in a little bit of astrology, numerology right now as I'm learning more and more. Um, I'm going through a Saturn's return. Saturn is this planet that let's just make it very simple is the, the master of discipline, the master of building of found, like setting a strong foundation and organizing structure, all of these things. And when Saturn returns in your life every 28 to 30 years or like around that time, that is when you feel the, the impact of what it means to cultivate discipline in your life even stronger than you may have felt it before. I mean, this, of course, doesn't have to do with whatever daily material life situations go on because, you know, we, we experience it, but it may, the impact just may feel like more. There may feel like more of a, a reason to put hard work in during this period than in other periods, you know, in the mind mm-hmm. or whatever. But also depends on how deeply you believe in this stuff. But I am feeling it and I'm feeling it a lot in the realm of my spirituality, cultivating wholeness, my holistic wellness, the way that I share my messages, how I am as a channel, how I am as a spiritual being or a spiritual messenger in this world. And in numerology, there's something called challenge numbers. There's four challenge numbers in your life. And they and each number in numerology, one through nine, and then you have master numbers, 11, 22, 33, they all have a different meaning. And four happens to be the number that has to do with hard work and building and and cultivating Mm -hmm. that resilience, consistency, all that stuff. And all of my challenge numbers are four. Yay, all of them, my whole life. All of my challenge numbers are four. All of my challenge numbers are four. When I saw that, I was at first like, oh, fuck, I don't, I'm just here to play. Like, I don't, (laughs) but that's exactly the reason. That's exactly the reason why all of my challenge numbers are four because if Mm -hmm. left without this need to cultivate discipline in order to be consistent, to be accountable, to make sure that I'm setting a a bound, like the correct boundaries and working hard and all that fun stuff, I will play, I will dream. I will, you know what I mean? I won't actually put in the hard work that I need to do to build anything or to leave a legacy or to support people or to support myself. So it's important to remember that these things are actually purposeful, even in a larger sense. Like this was built into my incarnation that yes, on a very easy level, I can just dream and play and do all this stuff. But underneath all of that, what I'm really here to do is cultivate, along with all of that, those gifts that I have, I need to be able to cultivate a sense of, of purpose, structured purpose that has to do with those gifts. So I guess the podcast is one of those things, you know, this podcast is one of those things. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Because you sit and you feel that sense within you that you need to step up. Yeah. Like it's, 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 that, it's that inner calling and the pull is so strong that you can't resist it. And yeah. every time you resist it, 
you feel depressed, you feel sad, you feel miserable. It's a call that you can't deny. And it led me to the point where we, I understood that we are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. As much as sometimes you just want to distract yourself to some people, you just want to, like you said, just play, 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 and just have fun, have fun, have fun. But for you, for those who are called to have a bigger purpose, the challenge will be more for you. Mm-hmm. And you, I got to the point where I understood that you can't really fit in with everybody. Yeah. So some things that people will do and just find their way and it will be very smooth for them. You go there, you get stuck because that is not the path for Your you. Your path is different. Yeah. The path is different. Not to mean that your own path is wrong or yours is better. No. No, no, no. that it's not the path. But I feel like my problem was I was trying to fit it into everybody's path to think, okay, everybody's doing this. Oh, I can might as well go with the crowd. Yeah. And every time I went, I knew I didn't belong there. Yeah. I knew, no, no, this is not for me. And as much as I was trying to numb that voice to shut it out, I got miserable and miserable and miserable and miserable till you, you really hit rock bottom. And then now your face like, okay, are you willing to step up the plate? Yeah. Or you're going to want to continue to drown. We can do this or we can do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. There, it's, a, it's something beautiful that you have alluded to here, which is this idea of redemption, consistent redemption. We ever yeah. get to a place where we feel so low and like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if tomorrow I'm even going to open my eyes tomorrow. And if I open my eyes tomorrow, am I, what is the quality of my life going to be? Am I going to want to do that? And all of these things racing around or bringing us just a heaviness, right? Like this sense of gravity. But tomorrow comes and it's a bright day and lo and behold, you feel differently. And you're like, wow, I have, I have the chance to do it better. I have the chance to be better for myself. But I think that that comes into this idea of forgiveness. And I want to speak, I want you to, to help us understand what forgiveness has looked like in your life when it comes to self-forgiveness, you know, when you get to those low moments and you have to pull yourself back up or you have to allow yourself to be pulled up by whatever and whoever around you. And also the forgiveness it takes to love and be open. Like for instance, forgiving your mother for the miss, the, the wrongdoings that she had done based on her past and how you could continue to you know, cultivate a relationship with her until her passing recently, unfortunately. Yeah. Most times we think forgiveness is for the other person, but forgiveness is you freeing yourself. It's like almost on cutting, cutting that, 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 um, that string of whatever circumstances that kept holding you back. It's like, you know what? Yes, this thing really did happen, but I'm not going to let it control my life again. It's releasing with a lot of grace and, and with peace. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Yes, I accept this situation really hurt me, but I'm not going to let it determine the rest of my life. Yeah. For me, that is what forgiving is. It's not denying us. It never happened. I accept that it did happen. Yes, I was really hurt. Yes, it is. there were consequences, but I refuse to let that particular situation take the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, that is forgiveness. And uh, I had to do that for my mother, but I also had to do that for myself for the times where I didn't make the best decision for the times where I wasn't the best of the best version of myself. There have been times where I had to look in the mirror and I start calling myself, I forgive you for letting other people disrespect you. Mm. I forgive you for letting other people walk all over you. I forgive you for, for accepting the breadcrumbs when you actually deserve better. 
I forgive you for thinking that rejection was okay, but actually you deserve to be loved and to love. So it starts with you again. Everything starts with you. Yeah. It goes back to you, like forgiving yourself for those times where you were ignorant, where you didn't know better, and say, you know what? Now you know better. I'm going to do better. Yeah. And once you do that, then you can extend that to the rest of the world. And sometimes forgiving some people doesn't mean, necessarily mean that they are sorry for what they did. But like I said in the beginning, is that, you know what? Yeah, what you did, even if you're not sorry for what you did, I'm not going to let that particular situation dictate the rest of my life. So I forgive you. Yeah. Oh, it's a courageous thing. And it is. In it this, is. In this very, world. Very yeah. courageous. It is very, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of humility because the ego wants to be like, who the hell do you think? <laughs> exactly. You Protecting you? yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, vulnerability is actually a lot of strength. Yeah. Even though in our, what I call our society, narcissistic society, people find that to be a weakness, but it's something to be able to vulnerable and open up yourself to, because if you can't do that, you can't even love genuinely. If you no. can't be vulnerable, you cannot love genuinely. And it starts with you. You forgive yourself, accept yourself, and then open up your heart to receive the love from your own self and then you can be able to give to others and the world. It starts with us. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you, if you don't have it within, you can't give it out. <sighs> I just needed to take a breath yeah. on that one. That, that one is like another core truth that I'm thinking of constantly being here in Portugal. And um, I've heard from people before coming here that, yeah, Portuguese people are nice and, and this and that. And I'm like, I try not to move somewhere or go somewhere with any expectations because uh, mm -hmm. I know how that works. The expectations, they come high and then, you know, nothing ever meets the picture in your head. But what I found here so far, and it's January, granted it's winter, it's a sunny winter. So that's a lucky thing. But walking in and interacting with people or trying to interact with people on the street as I'm just walking through the city and whatnot has proven to me to be a little bit difficult because... I'm trying to connect heart to heart. And it's not hard to do that when your heart is open. You just see in someone's eyes, there's like a glittering, you know, it's easy to meet someone's eyes, to share a smile, to say good morning, good afternoon, whatever, have a nice day. And you just continue on. This was how it was when I was in Mexico. I mean, Mexicans were extremely friendly, just like so open, so heart centered and beautiful society. I love Mexico and Mexicans and that's why I went there because I was looking for that sense of heart healing and coming here. I was, I don't know. I think I was expecting a little bit of the same based on what people were saying. And I'm not saying that Portuguese people are mean. I'm just thinking about my experience so far when I walk on the street and it's just like, people are not making eye contact, at least with me, people are not making eye contact. It's very much like, it just feels like I'm, I'm just in another big city where everyone is just on their path, doing their thing, very just like closed. And it makes me think that while wow, everyone is keeping everything bottled inside, everyone is just inside their own mind and inside their own situation. And it, there's such a, a heaviness and a seriousness, but it doesn't have to be that way. So where this comes into play with forgiveness is me thinking that 
if I can go down, down deep and recognize the sense of hurt that I feel when people don't connect with me in the way that I want to connect with them, it comes from a feeling of unworthiness or a feeling of not being chosen or not being good enough to be seen, or maybe even thinking that they're looking at me strangely, or they're not looking at me because they're scared of me because I'm black, because I've experienced that too. And that in this society, in this incarnation and in my skin, that is always an option. That's always an option to think about. Maybe that could be the case. But I have to forgive myself for even thinking that that is the thing and not being in a love frequency, which is to say that if I start to be open, maybe others will be open too. Like, could it be, could it be that I'm also making weird eyes at them? Could it be that I'm expecting them to be open with me before I'm being open with them? And we don't know, right? We don't know which way it's going to go. If I open my mouth to say something and if I try to smile, are they going to look away? Are they going to smile back? And if I experiment, it actually goes either way each time. But I know the more that I do it, the more the frequency is so much more than the body and what you see. The frequency is the energy around you and people carry that on. So I'm just thinking about how, of course, it all starts with you. If I can just embrace that I was hurt, that I've been hurt, that I there, there is a part of me that is constantly living in a space of hurt and fear and doubt and, and all of that stuff that always wants to be protected, but instead saying, okay, I forgive you. It's okay. You're safe. You're protected. Go on and shine, my friend. Shine brightly and exactly. allow other people to be in that radiance so they can shine and allow others to be in their, in their own radiance too. Yeah, and one of the things I've really learned um, recently is that it's very easy to make it all about us. Yeah. And sometimes it's really not. And sometimes when people treat you, it tells, it tells you, it, it has a lot to do about how they feel about themselves. Yeah. It's, you, have, you, you need to, emotion, to be emotionally mature sometimes to understand that don't take it personal. Maybe that person is just having a bad day. Maybe that person really feel miserable about themselves. Maybe that person is not a very happy person. Yeah. Maybe that person have self, uh, low self-esteem. Maybe they, they have that feeling of unworthiness and they project that on you. Yeah. And if you, do not, if you do not know who you are, it's easy to take on that. Oh, maybe something is wrong with me. Oh, yeah. why are they treating me like this? No, but it has everything to do with how they feel inside. Yeah. It's a, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. What does that mean? It means that I cannot give you love if I don't have love inside. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we have expectations from the wrong people and wrong places. And that's why we end up getting very disappointed because you want this person who is full of misery, who is full of pain, to all be jolly and loving and compassionate. And give you everything. You, everything. But they don't even know what that looks like or even know what that feels like. So they can't even give you because yeah. they don't have. Yeah. Oh. We need to get to that point where you become you, we become so confident, go deep within, work on those insecurities, those fears, release it, and understand that the world is not always coming to get me. Yeah, 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 that's such a good Sometimes point. people are really dealing with their own stuff, not really. Uh, it will help us to not personalize it, because if you're somebody who feels, I used to suffer with that, coming already from a background of so much insecurities and fear, and rejection and abandonment when somebody said no to me it was a big deal i re-analyzed it it was like they rejected me i feel abandoned it was a big deal and i had to get to that point of learning that no saying no doesn't mean that you don't matter or it's devaluation of any sort maybe you guys does not do not agree on that particular thing and uh 
maybe that person is just going through their own shit and life is already as difficult to them or whatever they're dealing with. But then I learned to stop personalizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, not everything that people do to you, you have to take it in and start judging yourself based on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it makes me think of um, when we as humans search for what's not available to us, like that emotional unavailability, the, the sense of like trying to seek uh, validation from someone who, who just can't give it to you who just is not equipped or able to give love to because they don't have it themselves. And I'm watching this show called Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. And, you know, just by the, the title and all the images, I'm just like, this is trash. But actually watching it is a process of people who are typically going for like the hot guys, the shallow people, the ones who were emotionally mm-hmm. unavailable and digging deeper to see what are the insecurities that I'm having that are preventing me from having a meaningful relationship with somebody and instead just seeking sex and, and uh, you know, in, sorry, instant gratification. And it, it got me seeing that a lot of us, especially women, many times seek people who, I don't know, validate a sense of unworthiness that we that we may feel. But there's a guise mm-hmm. on top of it that is like, no, I'm going to give you attention, which is not really attention. It's just it, it doesn't actually manifest itself as compassion or love or care or anything that can actually be sustained in a relationship or that can anything can really grow from. It's not a fertile so- soil attention. It's not a fertile soil, mm-hmm. whereas this sense of love and compassion and nurturing is a fertile soil, which you can build anything from, or you can grow anything from, I should say. And seeking that kind of fulfillment or validation from someone who doesn't have that love is almost like, I think, validating in ourselves a sense of unworthiness that we may have felt for since we were born, that we have may have been born into, that we may have discovered, or um, I shouldn't say discovered, but rather like learned a sense of unworthiness that we may have learned from other situations mm-hmm. in our life. And it's so, it goes so deep inside the core that it's almost mm-hmm. like we see that in our, that's our lens through which we see the world unworthiness, which mm-hmm. hence, which is why we project it out and seek it in other people. So that way we could just validate what we think we know, but it's not really the true knowing there's a knowing underneath that knowing that is love. Look at, <laughs> look at exactly. Look at our social media. It's full of superficiality. Everybody is trying to fake it. Yeah. There are some good content in it, but everybody is trying to get that, seek that validation, like, subscribe. It comes from that place of unworthiness. Trying to do things, you get this much like now, you feel better because you've got 30 likes, 30,000 likes. And when you don't get those likes, it's like a drug. I was having a very serious conversation with a friend. It it is a drug. It Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And I feel so, because the way it's, 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 we are all sucked into this metrics, I call it. This vortex. I feel even sorry for the generation coming after us because it's 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 getting really, really, really it's scary. getting strong. I yeah. feel like we are building strong and we're building a generation of robots. Like almost to the point where emotion is almost totally completely getting cut off. Mm. And it's all about what yeah, it's it's just so deep. I was having a very important conversation regarding like looking for a partner or somebody in your life or because she was telling me about actually meeting the wrong people and then i said maybe you we you need to go back to actually really find out what your values are 
you really need to go back within yourself and find out what do you think you really deserve. Mm -hmm. You really need to go back within yourself and redefine what beauty looks like. You really need to go within yourself because now we were talking about this other guy who is not very six-packy and uh, yeah, the standard hot guy, you know, on paper. Standard Instagram guy. Yeah. But it's giving you so much attention, calling you beautiful, calling you queen, texting you, making sure you're there. And you're there wallowing for this other narcissistic guy who is just, who is me, I'm sexy and I know it. Mm -hmm. And this is it. And I'm like, you can't have your cake and eat it. Yeah. This is what you actually want. Yeah. You want superficiality. You want people who are full of themselves, who are vain, who all they see is their six-pack and eight-pack. And then you go there, you think you will change those people now to become these spiritual, caring, loving people. No. you are They are full of themselves, and that's what you're attracted to. Mm -hmm. so now when <laughs> be you honest, girl. There, <laughs> be honest with yourself. Like, yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. Are, they are full of themselves, and that's what they've really shown you. And you have been attracted to that. And now you think you cannot change them for them to care about you. No, they don't care about you. Mm -hmm. They don't care about you. And I was like, okay, you're all going for this thing. I said, but do you know that anything can happen? This group can get sick tomorrow and that six pack gone. This dude can get into a car accident and one eye gone and one leg gone. I said, at that point, if that is what actually got you into that relationship, will you be able to stay? Mm -hmm. Will you be able to stay? So what are you basically looking? Because beauty, I said, look at that six-pack. That thing is going to start 10 years from now. If not, if it lasts more than 10 years, 20 years from now, it will start. We will all age. But if you're going about looks and what their body looks like, people are full of that. I said, then you are up for a very difficult game. Yeah. We need to go back yeah. to understand what life really means and what we are looking. Yeah. Because if all you're looking is all this, the vessel and not the content which is what most people are. And Instagram, like I said, social media is empowering that yeah. so much. That everybody's out there looking for the vessel and not the content. Like, what is inside? What is inside? Because it's what is, in, what is inside that matters, not what is outside. Yep. What is outside? Yep. Exactly. And it goes back again to going back within. Going within. And remembering what love feels like. What does love feel yeah. like? What does joy feel yeah. like in the body? And I, I'm going to come back to, as we like get towards the end of this episode, what we mentioned about being in the present moment. And I think we need to remember to amplify the experiences of joy and pleasure and love and care and just what feels good inside the body. Because as a society, we are moving, rising to the head, rising to the head, thinking too much, mm -hmm. analyzing, comparing, all of that stuff happens in the head and then concerns the heart too, but not in a way that opens our heart. And it concerns the heart in the way that it blocks us from experiencing true heart to heart, soul to soul connections. But you can do that mm -hmm. when you experience joy and love and pleasure in its fullness. That means that you feel it in your cells, in your body. You feel it in the way that you breathe, the sunshine on your face, all of the whatever things that make you feel those things. But we are so used to feeling in our bodies what pain feels like, what fear and anxiety feels like. We know what it feels like. We just know we're so used to what that feels it's like a constant. But what does it feel like to be relaxed and to feel in love with life and in love, just like that, that frequency of love? Because when we remember mm -hmm. that, then we know what when we, we know when we're in a situation that doesn't generate that, that it's not right. 
It's not right because mm-hmm. I'm not feeling that sense of comfort, of peace, of love. I feel my body is aching. My heart is talking to me. My uterus is talking to me. My back is talking to me. All these places are energy channels or energy centers that are okay. speaking to us, speaking to us okay, about what is right, what is so- not. We're ignoring it most of the so time. Much yeah, in the head. And we are not in touch in the head and we are not in touch with ourselves. That's why it's very important. Like being in the moment really helps a lot because even when you meet somebody, you can feel the energy, you can feel the vibe. And when you're having that conversation with that person, you can really feel if it's flowing or if something is off, you can immediately tell. Yeah. We, you need to get to that position through practice. Yeah. Practice, I tell people, concentration. And how do you practice concentration? Is doing one thing and keeping your focus on that one thing at a at time. time. Now I am talking to you and we are having this conversation. My attention, focus, and concentration has to be on you yeah. and what we are talking about. And then to keep your attention on one thing at a time yeah. is very important. That is how you become in tune yeah. with yourself again. Yep. Oh, what a rich so, conversation. Yeah. yeah, this is, this is, Thank I love you. it. This is beautiful. I'm so happy I, I, that yeah. you've been able to share your wisdom and insights and love and joy and, you know, your radiance, I your personal honored. radiance. Thank you. I feel honored and um, I'm happy. When are you coming to Africa? Girl, <laughs> I was to say, girl, I call everybody girl. Sooner than later, sooner than, I was just looking at my, even my, my Nigerian passport is going to expire in two years. And I'm like, what? I have to get back even to Nigeria to see my peoples before that happens. Um, but I, I need to do my tour and trust and believe that I will be contacting you when I go to Cameroon. So you can take me around and show me everything I need to see and know. That's how I want to do it. We are throwing a very big event in Cameroon. When? Uh, May 21st is actually, I got the Abu Dhabi team is coming. 21st of May. I hope you can make it. Oh, wow. 21st of May. So I got Abu Dhabi team coming. I got Europe team coming from Europe, France, and uh, England. We've got team coming from the US. So what is this? We're building an association of international professionals to network in terms of opportunity. So it's I've actually, I've, I'm, I'm writing down the whole the whole thing. It's going to be held here in Yaoundé, the capital. So it's entrepreneurs, support system, these are individuals from all walks of life, and it's going to be an, a gala where you get to network, meet these people, connect with mm-hmm. people from different parts. Actually, we've got people from Abuja coming, actually. Okay. So it's going to be a very beautiful platform to talk about spirituality, to talk about business opportunity, talk about investments in Africa, uh, scholarship programs for the underprivileged, and just young men and women who just want to leave their footprint here yeah. and be relevant to our society. So we're going to have charity programs, yeah, like in terms of scholarship, like I said, give opportunity for young entrepreneurs, training programs, using our skills to benefit our communities. Yeah. So we've got a lot, there's a lot of work going on for that. For that. This is beautiful. I love the idea of this. And thank you for putting this, uh, the date and the information in my mind, because Mm -hmm. then I could try to configure if I'm able to make it. Cause that sounds like something very worth attending and it being is. part of. So if people want to have, have more information about this, where can they find it or where can they contact you to ask about more info? Oh, because it's still at the, the birding stage. Planning I stages. Yeah. Yes. Maybe your the email or something. Out. Yeah. My email address. Like, yeah. So it's Chewa. Uh-huh. T C H E W A. 
R-V-H-E-R-V-E, Brel, B-R-E-L-L, at gmail.com. So, T-E-R-V-E-L, at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, and I have my business WhatsApp number, so with that as well, you can also include that. If they want to get more information, they can reach out to me on that one. So, it's May 21st in Yaoundé, Cameroon. Woo! So fun. So fun. That's great. Yeah. And there's going to yeah, be dancing there too, right? we got people from high places. Yeah, a lot of dances. We have the wild associations, traditional dances. There's going to be a lot of fashion designers coming to showcase their products. It's going to be young African talents showcasing. Yeah. It's almost selling it to the rest of the world. Yeah. Because there are people actually looking. True to, let's talk economics now. Africa is the future. Yeah. The workforce is in Africa. The resources are here. And... There are so many people who are looking for business opportunity, investment opportunities who don't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. You can't just wake up and say you're going to Africa to, 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 to start up a business or investment opportunity. But the association will create that opportunity where you can link up with people in high places in most of the countries. Like we have people from the government of Nigeria where now if you know you want to do something business-wise or whatever, you know that you have reliable people you can contact because you, these are uh, part of the members, the network. In Cameroon, yeah, you know that you can. Yeah, they, these are part of the network. Yeah, so it's very, very important. Yeah, this is great. I love it. Thank you for for bringing that up. And it's beautiful work that you're doing. It really does tie into this larger theme of living your full potential, yeah. embracing life, living the best mm-hmm. life that you can, and like trying to bring others who are trying to do the same into the fold. Because we're we're expanding. It's Absolutely. not just about the individual. It's expanding to the larger. Mm-hmm population of the, of the world essentially the larger our com- exactly yeah exactly. it's bigger than us it's bigger than one person yeah and like the african yeah. proverb says that if you want to go quick you go alone but if you want to go far go together go together <sighs> that's a beautiful way to end the to end the podcast so thank you so much Chewa, for being on thank you. sharing yourself and thank you everyone for watching and watching wow no thank you everyone for listening to this podcast (laughs) if you want to be in touch with in touch with us you can do so on instagram at wellspring words you can also do so via email at be well at wellspringwords.love remember to share this with a friend to rate to subscribe to leave your thoughts i mean this is not just for social media purposes this is social media is a tool and we're here to have this genuine conversation and that means that i want to hear your thoughts we want to hear your thoughts we want to know what you, you think if you have anything to add to the conversation so please do that and otherwise talk to you another time take good care bye